It's September 14th, 1996, and down is both the direction of the quality of the song we're covering this week, as well as the name of the single by 311, which is number one on the Billboard Modern Rock chart. Rastafarianism! Yes, I, Ross Trent! Hello, and welcome to Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. I'm Trav. I'm Al. I'm Quillen, and this is a podcast where we talk about every song that reached number one on the Billboard Modern Rock chart in the 90s, beginning with Kurt Cobain's death in April 1994. Today we'll be talking about Down, the second single from 311's third album, 311, better known as (laughs) The Blue Album. Down spent four weeks at the top of the modern rock chart. Here is a clip. Chill. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hi everybody. Uh, We're we're excited to be talking about 311 today, and potentially the beginning of the decline. Um, worth noting also is that we are officially past the halfway point. Um, we have 72 uh, songs to cover on this uh, podcast, and we're at uh, number 36. And we've got a guest. Uh, who is it? Who, who is our guest? Who are Hi. you? Hi. Hello? <laughs> Hi. Identify yourself. Uh, I'm Eric. I, uh, hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hi, Eric. Thanks for thanks joining us. Thanks for being us. here. Eric yeah. is a friend of the pod. I, I, left, I left enough Facebook posts, I guess. Um. Yes. <laughs> Cash, cashing them in. And we, we really like you. Well, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, Quill, are you going to, you, you want to sort of take on MC oh, uh, duty this time you around? you want me to do that? Okay, uh, sure. I, I figured guess. since you wrote the outline that that would be the way that it okay. would work. Okay, well. Can I? I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm open to discussion. Q, baby, before you get started, I've got a question. Yeah. Um, and it's this. I've always known Eric to be a great upstanding man. Uh, always enjoy his company. Super interesting, fascinating, great, great taste. Um, oh, great company. I don't know why we invited Eric to be on the 311 <laughs> episode. <laughs> Was that by his request? A little bit. Yeah. Oh. It, it was based on the sample I was given. Like, y- you all had recorded up until, you know, whatever song was last week. Um, and this was, like like you said, I feel like you are on the decline for sure. Um, and I actually did 
like this music a lot at one point. I listened to it a lot. I listened to this this 311 album and the next one. I wasn't like um I didn't go very far with them after that. I didn't listen before that, but like these two were were two that I listened to quite a bit in like my high school years. So um seemed like a fun one to get in on possibly. I can't yeah. wait to hear <laughs> we, more details. We literally <laughs> talked the last time we recorded, you know, off off recording about having you know a couple people guest and you know we talked about eric so i mentioned it to him and said take your pick of any of the remaining episodes and this is this is the one so in his text he said we just recorded through who you are and in my head i went like oh that would be great to go talk about who you are like i read i read it read it wrong you know and then i was like well let me see what else is left and i was like oh yeah, in, in, <laughs> in retrospect, I kind of wish we had talked about this sooner, and I because I think you would have been a great oh, it's uh, fine addition on the Pearl Jam uh, conversation. Well, I'm I'm not gonna dunk on this song. Yeah, it yeah. So who who of us liked this song at, at the time in in 1996 when when this was a a, a banging single. So I don't have many memories of this song, but what I do remember is all mixed up. I remember waiting with my uh, boombox. I had my little cassette in the cassette part so that I could record the songs I liked off the radio. And I remember waiting for all mixed up so that I could record that. So um, I was into that a lot more than than down. Mm-hmm. I I can imagine that I think I would have liked down back then, but I probably liked think my 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 hybrid whatever this is vibes. I probably liked them to be a little more relaxed in 1996. Mm-hmm. But um I don't know, you know, the the whole corner of rock music that this comes from that's about to turn into like the ska scene and sublime and things like that I, I liked all of that stuff when i was a kid fair what about you trev this song is the drizzling shits <laughs> holy cow i was ready to give this another chance i hated it when i was a kid and like a lot of other songs we've covered i, I try to come into this uh, objectively and you know give it a fair shot see how i feel as an adult and it is equally as bad. It was like, oh, I was dead on. I didn't realize that at the time. I just, there's nothing appealing to me about this. It's not, it's not even that. It's, it's, it irritates my soul every, every second. I, I, I've never gotten past chill in the lyrics for like <laughs> probably 25 years. Mm. And, and you liked um, Ska. Yes. When you were younger. I, I'm not saying that this is that, but right. I, I think there is enough overlap. Like I um I think I liked this. Well, this song is not a reggae song, but like I liked 311 when I was young because I got into third wave ska and it was a over you know, there was an overlap for me. Um Eric, where where are you at with, with down? Yeah, it was never my favorite, like, back in the day, even. I think, uh, so my, my 311 history was, like, I heard Don't Stay Home. 
I liked that a bunch, which doesn't really sound like there's no rapping on it. Like, Mm -mm. you know, it's like kind of almost Weezer-y, like in the chords and in the like, or like rentals-y, I don't know, like the kind of like monotone vocal delivery, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I remember listening for that song on the radio and trying to tape it. Um, In about eighth grade, I had like a, a, a love interest who went to another school. We would like meet at the mall and hang out. And uh, and it turned out she was a 311 fan, and she had older brothers nice. who like knew the old school 311, and she would talk about this. And so then I all of a sudden was like, well, I want to know more about 311. And I think I tried to. And then by the time um, Down came out, I think you know I lost her favor, and um, and the chill was super annoying, and the song was super annoying. I thought the song was super annoying. Yeah. Um, yep. But all mixed up won me over, and so I ended up at some point I got this album, and I got. You know, I would listen to Down, it was fine, but I liked other songs on the album better. Down was mm-hmm. never, like, mm-hmm. my go-to song. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I'm at with 311. Cool, I cool. I think that is completely fair. I think everybody's uh, everybody's take is is a correct take, except for Travis's. <laughs> um. <laughs> this song would annoy me a lot. No. We would have um, an art class. We would have, like, they, they would let us listen to the radio, and this would come on so often, and and the... The guy, the S.A. Martinez's voice is mm-hmm. like so unignorable, mm-hmm. and I think I think at the time I was like a budding guitar player, and that riff was so like, um, it was like oh you picked up a guitar and just did the first thing you could think of, did it did it did it did it yeah right and it was right. like you know what this is nothing, um, right. and it bothered me a lot. But I think you know like <laughs> I said the other stuff um, kind of won me over. Yeah, it's funny I. Um, this was definitely the first song of theirs that I had ever heard, and I couldn't tell you why. I this had to have been, um, like fall of yeah. I mean, it it was what number one in September of ninety six. So I was in seventh grade, fall of seventh grade, and I don't yeah. I couldn't tell you why, but this song just killed me. Like I just I loved it for some reason. I liked the bounciness to it and it's very, um, you know, clearly major key and like kind of, uh, mid tempo, but like upbeat sounding. And, um, I, I think I just liked the, the bright melodies around it. And, um, I hated all mixed up though the the next single I, I I hated it when I was a kid and I I couldn't tell you why because I think it's probably the best song on the album for sure and probably the only actual good song on the album I don't know And, you know, eventually, like in, in high school or whatever, I think I got into the album and, and liked more songs. Don't Stay Home was a favorite of mine as well. Um, but but yeah, I, I came out of the gate loving Down and um, it has deteriorated um, massively in, in quality for me um, <laughs> over the years for, for sure. Um, 
any ideas as to what the song might be about? Yeah, I mean, it seems like the I mean, the, the verses, I think, have a lot of random stuff in them. But the chorus is just like about like thanking the fans for mm. following them through all of the changes they've gone through. And I don't know. I mean, that's a nice sentiment. I I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, the the verses. <laughs> um, I don't know. They talk about all the changes that the band has gone through. They change like a chameleon and the channel whenever that whack show real world is on <laughs> that is one of the lyrics uh can, from the verse i can relate to that <laughs> trav what about the breakdown you never thought the breakdown was fun or yeah. good no that's no like the best part sure but specifically because the guitar sounds so shitty oh, it sounds it's... like i think the guitar tone so... <laughs> i'm sorry eric it sounds like uh it sounds like this solid state uh like a mesa boogie or something like that with like with like a metal zone uh boss pedal like cranked up crank up the distortion all the way and uh I think you're right, but they own it so much. Like, <laughs> they do own like, it. Like, it's like the ultimate high school band sound. Like, it's like they, I don't think this is what happened, but it sounds like they started this band when they were like, like whatever, how old we were when we were listening to it and just kept doing it and got really good at it. Like, that, <laughs> like and, and like, even if it's terrible, it's like they are the best people at doing this thing that no, like no one else really does. Like, I don't know. It, it, it it's, I know it's like, not good, but like, like they were winning the battle of the bands at their high school. For sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, they got the recording contract. They recorded the they did the EP at the guy's basement studio. Um, there were moments on the album where I was like like it wasn't a total uh a total beautiful disaster all the way through. It was like nice, <laughs> it was like nice yeah. Reference. No, there was like um there were moments where it was so bad that it was fun for me. And there were moments where it was just like, okay, this is, you know, it was like kind of cool. Like all mixed up was, was, was nice. Um, yeah, I don't want to get too far into the album, but like, sure. um, you know, uh, there was no, there are no moments on down where it, it, it is relenting to me and, and gives me any kind of relief. And not I, even I, the keep your ears to the ground. <laughs> Part, no, that part's kind of nice. Part's not kind of nice. I do hate. I do kind of hate the double up. The like, I don't know what purpose it serves other than to fill the space. Like the down, down. No, the you, you. Oh yes. Like, why are yes. they? Why is he repeating himself? Yeah. That, Agreed. Agreed. Uh -huh. I hated yeah. that when I was a kid. Like this song always did kind of grate me, and I think I can listen to it now. I don't. I get why it was the single because it's it's hooky and it it sold mm -hmm. a bunch of records for them. But like this one always did kind of grate me. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, that that chorus, um, all of the the melodic vocals are a little too sing songy on this song. Like da 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 da. da. Yeah. I, for you know, some it's reason, not a... that was not a turn off to me as a kid. For some reason, that was uh -huh. a selling point. And I think, yeah. I think because it was probably comparable to, you know, the third wave ska stuff, the really kind of mm -hmm. upbeat vocal melody, like sing songy. Yeah. And you're not so uh like maybe immune to that sort of uh super hooky stuff when you're a kid. Yeah. I think like when you get older it gets it gets more irritating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh the more you hear it. 
But I heard that on like Don't Stay Home too. Like that that level mm. of melodicism where it was like too, too super hooky. Much. Yeah. To yeah. the point where mm-hmm. it was like equally kind of good and kind of annoying. And the way that Eric was mentioning sort of maybe the lyrics being shoehorned into the the form of the song with like the down down like you know i also think of that on if there's a 311 song that i hate it's come original oh. which is coming out in a couple of years but with that chorus that goes come original gotcha come original like the the way that he's forcing those words into that melody is so mm-hmm. like i remember the first time hearing that just hating he's trying it. real hard to sound like a real like a buju banton or somebody though right like a real reggae singer i think like yeah i guess so i, I don't know <laughs> um do you dream or have you ever dreamt of juice? <laughs> what do you suppose that means? I think they have a la- I think it is a thing. I I don't know what it means at all. But um I listened to some transistor while I was shoveling my snow today and oh, uh, yeah, you did. and I, and I swear juice came up in another song. Like I think it might be part of a like 311 lingo. Yeah. Um, a lexicon. It's it's probably Hmm. like um, chew spit or something. (laughs) I don't know. Do you think they envisioned uh, e-juice and vaping? (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) This is kind of a vape song. (laughs) Yeah, they're a vape band for sure. (laughs) I know that we're going to talk about new metal a little bit more later, but um, this song does feel like in the first 30 seconds, I do get strong Limp Biscuit vibes. I think the breakdown, too, does have mm-hmm. uh, a new metal um, feel. And I actually think that the first 30 seconds and the breakdown are the two best parts of the song. Um, so, yeah. How how do you... Maybe maybe this song doesn't sound enough like Limp Maybe, Biscuit. maybe. <laughs> I assume... I mean, do we all agree that the combination of singing and rapping is uh, hard to take right now in our in our adulthood Probably i mean i would always. not if this came out tomorrow i would not be interested at all but like mm-hmm. i listened i listened like again we're not getting too much into the album now but like i i enjoyed this like a, a an unreasonable amount like walking around listening to to this album a couple of times and like the vocals don't they aren't good but like they don't they're just like there like i didn't really mm-hmm. care one way yeah. or the other it's like that's yeah. what they do Did anybody watch the music video? Uh, any thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. I, I quickly, like, kind of had it on in the background and paid not as much attention as I meant to. I vaguely remembered it, um, but I, I don't know. Saturated colors, right? Per, per, per usual? Sort of. And isn't there some kind of like a 3D rotating cube? Mm-hmm. Um, basically, like a sort of like an iMovie transition mm-hmm. that happens in between different band members. You know, their their fashion is notable. It's the first time that we've seen certain fashion items. I don't think we have any uh, fishing caps or... I don't think the pants are too baggy yet, but, uh, <laughs> but we're getting there. We're getting to the, the tank tops and the, 
and the baggy khakis and things like that. It's coming. Warm up pants. There might be some warm mm-hmm. up pants. A lot of fish eye. Like just mm-hmm. so much fish mm-hmm. eye. Yeah. I don't know why they start floating. Yeah. Um, Drugs, man. I like the juice. Yeah. It's the juice. Well, <laughs> drugs and there, there's a natural high because there isn't there some kind of a Buddha yeah, yeah, and yeah. they. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. They keep their feet on the ground, keep their heads, keep their in, heads the in the clouds. Yeah. Okay, it's all, so it's all right there. <laughs> yep. Nick, uh, I, was Nick Hexum a hunk? He's so handsome. He's he's handsome. He's too. I mean, I think that's part of the problem is he's so handsome and he has such mm. a like just a nice voice. Like he doesn't have like a like a distinct voice. He just has like a nice. See, I voice. I have issue with his voice. It, it is nice. It's polite. It's, uh, but I. It's, he always sounds like a smidge flat to me. Yeah, there's like a tinny sort of like yeah. telephone quality to his voice. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's the 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 mix or the recording. Yeah. Like I don't think it was a stylistic choice. It's yeah. just like the sound maybe of the, his voice. The timbre of his voice. Yeah. Is that yeah. the right word? Isn't the drummer's yeah, face maybe. in the video kind of great though in one moment? <laughs> so, oh <sorry. laughs> I don't there's know. in the breakdown, he's like you. in the breakdown, he's like really feeling it. I don't know. There's a there's a nice moment where everything's he's... kinda kinda rumbling and he's like really feeling it and he do, he does he kinda mugs for the camera a little bit. He's rocking know. on that breakdown. That he does he does yeah. some good stuff. We can talk more about I I uh uh I look forward to talking more about uh Chad uh is it Chad uh Smith? <laughs> is it Chad Smith? No, <laughs> no. it's not. <laughs> I looked it up to try to remember what it was, and I, anyways. I do think they um, missed an opportunity to put like extreme sports or something in this. Like, <laughs> like, like. Do you guys X remember? Games. Do you remember the video for Scrape by? Uh, oh yeah. By Unsane. Like I feel like yes. they could have done like the an- like the anti scrape. Like it could have been like people hitting the best tricks <laughs> or like or like near misses that turned out okay. You know, like I think I think that could have been a good. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's really funny. Chad Sexton is the drummer. Ah. And uh, uh nope, uh Aaron Peanut Willis mm-hmm. is the is the bassist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not Peanut like P E A N U T, no. but capital P hyphen nut. Yeah, dude. Um cool. Um shall we move move along to the album? Yeah. Cool. I actually I you mentioned Eric, you mentioned Nick Hexum. Uh, just a little bit ago, I do want to share before we get into the album something that I saw uh, semi recently um, this year. Um, someone that I am Facebook friends with posted um, it was a friend of theirs or a group of friends had um, pooled money together and bought him a cameo uh, from Nick Hexum. <laughs> Uh, he this guy is a big 311 fan and he got a cameo uh video from Nick Hexum for his birthday or something and he posted it on Facebook and I watched it and the dude seemed truly genuine and kind-hearted and lovable like he was just very uh very sweet very nice um I think he kind of talked about um I think he must have been told that this person had lost a family member at some point and he Nick Hexum had this similar experience and addressed that and like um 
it, it was really like kind of beautiful and, and encouraging to me. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. So I'm trying not to hate on the guy too much. Um, while we destroy this, this song, um, I'm, I'm just looking. I'm just looking at Trav's face as you as you tell this uplifting story, and he he just gives no shits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's cool. He's cool. Good. Yeah. So <laughs> he wrote a real shitty song. <laughs> so any anything good about it? Any anything at all? I don't hate about it. the album. About the- yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, it, sure. I think Eric and I both have expressed that we like elements of it. Or or did, uh, anybody else? Travel. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't like the album. Um, I didn't hate it either. Uh, you know, I think that I this is maybe the one song and album, uh, that we've covered in this entire podcast where there was just absolutely no evolution in my feelings about this band through going through this process. It's just like, yep, okay, three eleven. That was kind sure. of a interesting thing that happened. Some people thought it was cool. And, and I, I really haven't moved away from that. I am curious to, to talk a little bit about the cultural ramifications of some of these or the social ramifications of some of these, um, hybrid genre, you know, artists that we're going to start talking about. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I I never need to listen to this album again. I mean, there wasn't anything that caught my eye that I was that I was surprised by. Yeah, T, are you in the same boat? Um, well, so this album is forty minutes long, right? And there were moments where it felt uh, interminable, and there were moments where it was like kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite song was Hive. I liked Hive. Um, and I can't tell if I like it or if I liked it relative to the rest of the songs mm. on the album, where it was like a reprieve from everything. I can't um, even think of which song that is off the top of my co- head. Co- co- come, co- come and like a nightmare. Something like sounds something like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sounds good. My note says good. it's. Uh, my note says have have hive hive brodel and DLMD are all hot garbage. Ooh. So apparently okay. I did not like that song. Uh, I liked Hive. I liked All Mixed Up. I liked yeah. Purpose. Yeah. Agreed um, on Purpose. And then DLMD, uh, which stands for Don't Let Me Down, was like so terrible it was kind of funny, mm-hmm. which is what I was hoping for from mm-hmm. this album. Mm-hmm. Like I thought there were going to be more moments like that, and there weren't. Yeah, I I think it is... I hate the idea of um, guilty pleasures. Like, I think that you are allowed to like what you like and you do not need to um, apologize or defend your taste in, in art. Um, but this is like at, at the line, like this is like, I, I, um, I, I'm a little bit embarrassed that I liked some of these songs as much as I, I did this time around. And um, I still shouldn't. I still shouldn't feel that way. Um, right. But I do. And uh, regardless, um, I, I yeah, I, I think I still expected it to be worse. And I think I expected the terrible songs that are actually terrible to be even worse. And I guess that's a that's a positive. Um I don't know. What are you what are you smirking about, Eric? What do you think? 
I'm just just taking it all in. I just appreciate all the takes. Like, yeah, I don't like. I don't need anyone to like this, and I don't. I'm surprised yeah. that I. I'm surprised <laughs> I enjoyed it as much as I did. It was like surprisingly fun. Yeah. And what I noticed is that like every song, I was like, okay, this is gonna be the one that sucks. But there would be a hook, like some hook. There's some kind of hook in every song, like a, a guitar line, or um, I don't know, or a melody, or yeah. like there like there's even a lyric sometimes that like. Would would grab my ear that it, mm. and the songs are concise enough like they don't really dick around too much. It's like they're you're done in three and a half minutes. Yeah, and they yeah. and they sw- and they switch parts yeah. a lot. I mean, this is a really like backhanded compliment to give to songs like they're over fast, but like you know they don't they no they, we they, love that here. they don't wear their welcome out like unless I mean if you hate it you hate it right. But like to me it was like oh, okay I want to see where this goes. It's over. You yeah, know, like I yeah. actually don't love Hive, but it has a cool little weird jazz metal like. Like that grabs my ear and I think is cool. Like it's worth getting through that song for that. For that, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I think, think I agree. I think TMP combo, the, the closer totally sucks, but the bass line is cool. Um, I'm just like literally reading my notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like the yeah. little whole, the little whole tone riff at the beginning of uh, Misdirected Hostility. It's like, I don't know. There's like just cool little, I, I just think it's like a perspective that like a lot of music for probably better like didn't necessarily incorporate or come from uh that i that i didn't like it was it was just kind of fun and refreshing to listen to i would not have picked to listen to this album if i didn't sign up for this episode of this show but i yeah. but i but i did a few times and i always expected it to be a slog even though i listened to it and was like that's not too bad i was like okay i don't want to listen to it again but i didn't hate it when i listened to it again mm-hmm yeah, I should say I listen to plenty of stuff that's equally as bad as Down, and but I just tend to like it more. Mm-hmm. Like I just didn't get any. I think joy that's in all it. there is to it. It's like the Fargo Rock City. Like this music is you know, like the Chuck Klosterman premise of that book is like. Have you have you read this book? Sorry. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. So 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 he's like talking about '80s metal and how he grew up on it and how it's how how important it is to him. But how he knows it's garbage. But it's like, how can it be garbage if it means so much to me, right? Like mm-hmm. this, this isn't exactly that. Like it doesn't mean so much to me. But like, I don't know. Some, yeah. some, something about it is fun. Yep. Um, yep. And and I think I think they're they're they have a formula that I've kind of figured out where it feels like one part was just like jammed, like they just got in a room, and kind of messed around, and then like somebody wrote an intricate part to kind of like stick with it. Like I feel like every song has this a little bit. Um, and and they they describe, um, I think their essence in the song Loco, where they say, make an instrumental, add a little vocal, take it to the streets and watch the people go loco. That's it. <laughs> that's all. That's all there is to it. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Great. That's wonderful. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that, Eric. You're welcome. Um, I have to ask as the uh resident drummer here what do we think what do we think of chad sexton as a drummer what do we think of his piccolo snare how do the drums sound what do you let's talk drums for a minute i think they fit you know the piccolo snare i don't have strong feelings about i I don't listen to any music that i think would sound particularly good with the piccolo snare now but in high school there was a certain time when I don't know, being heavy and funky at the same time made it just made sense for a little mm-hmm. while. And uh, I remember liking that sound a lot when I was young. Yeah. Um, Piccolo, Piccolo Snare and Dave Matthews Band? 
Quite possibly. It's definitely. So Chad Sexton does this thing, though, I'm pretty sure, where I think he is also hitting, like, closer to the rim of the snare. Like, he's not hitting. I don't think he's hitting in the center of the head of the drum. I think he's hitting, like, closer to the um, rim, which is, like, impressive because you have to be more precise to be doing that, especially with like consistently um yeah i don't know if um carter carter buford did the same thing or um just a pickle snare but definitely a high-pitched snare but that was i mean uh, huh who's that carter buford yeah drummer of dave matthews band oh sorry yep i'm not i'm not i'm 100 not not a dave guy no that's fine (laughs) i yeah, neither am I. Um, except for two songs. I mean, like but... I can hear a radio. I can hear a radio song and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on, Quill. You can't just tantalize <laughs> me by saying two songs and not tell me what those well, two songs one, are. Crash into me. Oh, crash. Maybe. Crash maybe, into me. That one's pretty. Maybe a second song. I don't know what that would be. Okay. Don't right. drink the water. Maybe. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyways, high pitched snare drum was like a thing of the 90s um it was very popular this is just an extreme of that and yeah i i think it works i think it's a uh a characteristic of the band that makes them stand out um and i think chad sexton is an excellent drummer i think he is absolutely perfect for this band and he is technically good he's a great drummer he i don't think he's ever overplaying. He's uh, doing interesting things, playing appropriate beats and fills, and just has a unique sound for rock music. And it's one of the things that I, uh, probably the thing that I appreciate the most um, on this record. Can I bring it definitely up- stands out. And I'm wondering if I would like it more if it was super low. Mm. Because to go kind of with the guitars and stuff, like they're, if they're playing like a heavy band, you know, like it might, I don't know. Like yeah. it, it stands out in a weird way. Um, it's noticeable. I haven't necessarily like placed any kind of like judgment or value on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess I kind of lean towards a negative feeling mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. And Is so it- I wonder if like a lower, a lower sound, like a lower, like kind of eighties snare would be would be better for cooler. you would make you yeah, appreciate yeah. it more yeah yeah it's interesting too because they did not deviate from this for i mean i i haven't listened to anything of theirs since like the singles from like 2001 maybe is the latest yeah that i've heard of theirs and from you know their first album music through then the drums sounded exactly the same on every single record. Um, so it, it's interesting to me that they never really deviated from that when they were um, a popular band. Can I note that it seems like there would be slap bass all over this, but there's not? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Which I think is impressive mm-hmm. that they don't, that they <laughs> refrain from it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think those uh, get speak- to, those get, No, sorry. go ahead, Eric. No, I'm just going to, I'm sorry. I'm just, I guess get this one shot, you know, and I don't want to. <laughs> no, if you want to keep talking about the lack of slap bass, I don't want to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. No, I, I was I was shifting. 
just talking about instrument tones, the guitars we already kind of got into, right? But I do think it's cool that they do these um these like thick like these slash chords uh with the with the root like with the extra root note and they and they play these thick chords uh and these like heavy riffs but they're all like kind of major tonality um which I don't think a lot of people do. And again, it's like I don't know, not great, but it's unique to like they have a thing that they came up with, I feel like that is interesting. Mm. Mm. Like it has like a Van Halen feel to it to me in that way. It's like heavy major key music with like lots of ah, but like you know it's not Diamond oh. Dave, but like you know the vocals. Michael do that. Anthony. Right. Yeah. Whoa. Interesting. I think I equate it with that. It's like good feeling heavy music. Wow. Did did anybody? Uh, whether now or in the past, listen to other albums of theirs. No, no. Just tran- just Transistor. <laughs> I had the two, and then I didn't Transistor. care. Then I didn't care anymore. I didn't. Boy, I'll tell is you what. Transistor a, is Transistor a little more spacey? Yes, it's kind of proggy. The okay. songs get too long, and there's too many songs on it. There's two. Yeah, it's yeah. that's like a basically a double LP. Yeah, it's like 19 but, songs and But the good oh, songs on hour. Transistor are better than anything yes. on this album. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. You uh, mentioned the singles from 2001. Amber is incredible. Still, <laughs> Amber is such a good song. I love it. Mm. Hmm. You do? For real? I do. I mm. shouldn't say it's incredible, but I really <laughs> like it. I, I do. Ne- I don't it's think not I a five-star song. I never but hated it. Or I never hated that song. I I think the the lyric, the lyrics are dumb, but um, the music's pretty. I I definitely like their chill, like reggae yeah. songs. Um, yeah. And and yeah, I so my brother was a like a big Three Eleven fan. He had their first two records. He had music. He had Grassroots, their second album, and Whoa. he had this. And he may have stopped after that. So they were always kind of in my periphery, and um, I, when Transistor came out, the first single was the title track and opener, and I loved it. And it is a really like kind of like technical, like weird time signatures and weird rhythms, and really like all like melodic singing, and um, it's cool. Prisoner was another single that I liked. I um I joked on Twitter uh within the past year or two um when I listened to Transistor all the way through a ways back that um I think that 311 were a major influence on the uh hit aughts band Animal Collective because they have a lot of similar melody and um harmony just similar melodies and harmonies like the major key hmm. kind of beach boys like what thirds and fifths just like throughout an yeah, entire it would never... movement and 311 like listening to the song prisoner from transistor i remember thinking like this melody and harmony sounds like Avitaire and panda bear from animal collective huh. like to a t and i don't really think that they're an influence on animal collective but it is funny to th- funny to think about the way they use effects and things like that too i could see i mean what song did i listen to 
you had that you had this in the outline, and I heard a thing today when I was listening to Transistor that made me think of Akron Family, like a like oh. a late like a later Akron Family when they were going full like Grateful Dead like electric oh, electric hippie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just wanted to add I don't I don't hear any of Three Eleven in Animal Collective, but I think it's such a fascinating suggestion or hypothesis mm-hmm. that I would love to I don't know sit down with you sometime and you could point it out to me just listen to the song prisoner and like no ending you you pointed out to me I'm and the wait ending until of the around. song transistor i mean they probably and... listened they probably listened to the same dub records and did the same yeah, drugs yeah like yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's exactly that's exactly it for sure do we think that this album is more of a precursor to new metal or the gateway to third wave ska at this point it, it's i don't, a, it's I don't hear words, i think yeah i don't hear a lot of the ska connection here um just because the tempos never really come up that far mm-hmm, um definitely i think of ska like that 90s ska was it was such a it had kind of a goofy energy to it and um 311's a little too chill for that. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I yeah, I hear I hear a lot of reggae influence, but I I I don't hear anything that that would connect this to uh Real Big Fish or, to yeah. Real Big Fish or even to No mm-hmm. Doubt or uh bands like Snare that. Snare drum sound would be okay, the only yeah. like like on spider yeah, webs. Like and it's that, different, yeah. but I'm uh-huh. pretty sure that drummer also used a piccolo snare, but I think he did it differently yeah i think you might be right i heard uh, uh a lot more sublime than anything else oh interesting that was okay, like the fun. only reference that kind of came up to me and it wasn't all the time it was just sometimes where i'd be like oh yeah that kind of sounds like sublime some melodies um, kind of like you can you can trick yourself into like singing either either band over some of them yeah like yeah. sublime or 311 yeah 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 um and then vocally the the, the rap and and the the singing um I think does kind of seem like a little Linkin Parkish at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see I that. I despise Linkin Park though. They're so I I <laughs> sure. don't th- you know, I thought I did it when I was younger and now yeah. like since it they're not a threat to take over my life anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm just sort of like, "Oh, they were fine. They're fine." <laughs> I like think, they just made some songs and they were But they're like the morose version of this and like I think I think sure. what makes this palatable, tolerable is that like they have this weird positivity vibe thing that yeah and yeah and that's interesting eric because i hadn't considered that before you you mentioned it like it didn't it doesn't seem joyful to me okay um to listen to this yeah it just it seems a little uh, i mean there's like attitude yeah and sass um but not necessarily like like joy i think they are like tough guy like whatever it's like frat dude rock but it's like a little bit, I don't know, a little thoughtful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> philosophical. Yeah, like in a very yeah, surface a way, a very surface way. And I will fall for surface. Like if you'll stick to it, like I will fall for your like shtick, that kind of shtick a lot. Like if you'll stick to it, I'll go with you. Yeah. It'll be fun, right? Like Andrew <laughs> WK, right? Like if you'll stick to yeah, it. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is not that, but like, you know what I mean? Like that positivity, <laughs> sure. like heavy and positive and like has a a thing that they're doing. Um, hmm. I will I will out myself even worse here, Trav. Um, 
I think the band that I can think of the most that this has similarities to is like pre radio hit POD. Mm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Christian, like Christian, Christian rap, Christian pre, rap metal. Yeah. yeah, like they had an album before the radio hits that was like a weird like hybrid reggae. They were into the Bad Brains. So, yeah, and so yeah. they had brown. like they had like reggae. Yeah, brown. So it had like mm-hmm. hardcore stuff. It had like reggae stuff. Um, and it was like a total like Bad Brains influence. I think there was a complete like reggae instrumental on yeah. it. Um, and uh, but they used the same kinds of delays and like yep chords and i don't know that's that's, that's the closest yeah. thing that's I cool kind of that's of. that's a great yeah. call eric i that i didn't even think about that comparison but i think that is apt for sure um i feel it definitely this album is more uh i think hinting at what is to come with with new metal i i definitely feel it, it's more the heavier parts are more limp biscuit than um yeah, but like like Al said, like then real big fish. Um, though I I meant to mention earlier, um, I included in the outline. Um, wondering if anybody had checked out or came across the um 2018 split seven inch that 311 and the Offspring did, where they covered each I other. I listened, and mm-hmm. uh, 311 covered um, uh, come out and play. Self esteem or no self self esteem, yeah. And uh, Offspring covered Down, and they did like a, you know, kind of skyish pop punk version of it, fast pop punk version of it. That is, I think that is what made me think that maybe this was heading in that direction, this this album. Um, but more so, it made me realize that that cover is better than this original version of the song, 2018 Offspring. Covering Down by 311 is better than the original uh-huh. um, version oh. of Down by 311. I thought the verses were good. I thought the chorus was a little weak. Uh, but that's fair. C- curiously, the uh, the 311 cover of Self Esteem, I can hear uh, a little bit of that Linkin Park connection <laughs> could, that you all I are could making. not get through the first little bit, and then I never made it to the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I liked the the reggae ska verses of self-esteem of 311 doing Mm -hmm. that the Mm -hmm. verses Mm -hmm. and then it just picked up and did the chorus which is just like yeah that's that's the song you're you're playing the song Mm -hmm. sweet well the the last thing I really wanted to um kind of uh inspect with this album is uh do do we think that 311's brand of music is it cultural appropriation um and if it is was ska also that were were the beastie boys um Mm -hmm. that like i have i think conflicted feelings about it um i i did some digging around and couldn't really find i was curious if this was something that was being talked about in the 90s um, and I, I unfortunately couldn't really find anything. Um, anybody do any digging around or, or see? Yeah, I, I agree that I agree that it didn't seem like it was a big part of the conversation in the '90s. Um, you know, I, I tend to uh, probably not be um, as as sensitive about cultural appropriation as maybe other people are, but partially just because I feel like it's so widespread that like. 
I don't even know what the point of policing it is. I mean, if mm-hmm. if we're going to talk about 311, then we, we should be talking about Blondie. We should be talking about The Clash. Mm-hmm. We should be talking about the police. Yeah. Um, just by adding rap in, I don't know how much further, you know, that really takes it. I, I kind of wanted to explore this, particularly since we're going to be listening to so many, so much more uh, white people rapping on the radio. And I found an article by, I don't know, I wanted, I just wanted to find some music critics of color mm. uh, chiming in on this. And I only really managed to find one thing for this article, but there is a, or for this episode, but there was a, a piece in The Guardian from a, a guy named Hanif Abdurraqib, who, um, was kind of talking, profiling a lot of white rappers, um, not necessarily like hybrid acts, but he, one thing he said is my friends say they wish white rappers would write songs facing their own communities instead of pulling a white lens over our own communities. Um, my friends say that more white rappers should write about the spaces black people in the hood don't know as intimately as the hood. So I do feel like there is something to be said for this band. If they are using rap and if they are using reggae elements, they're using it to address, a, I think, a distinctly white and suburban experience. And I don't necessarily know if that makes it any better, but I, I do think that it, it it's a difference. And the other just question that came up for me was, you know, are there black artists that are trying to make the same kind of music at the same time, you know, the same kind of hybrid style. Are there black artists doing this that are struggling to make it and being kept off right. the radio by 311? Right. And I don't necessarily know the answer to that question, but I at least think it complicates mm-hmm. the the more straightforward question of, you know, are mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. appropriating elements of black mm-hmm. music? I Great, great. Thanks, Al. I think... Um... I will add to that one thing. So I was looking up like the, um, so I was trying to think of other bands that could make, like you just said, like, were there other bands trying to do this? And not at this time, but like, maybe like, I don't know if Living Color, like they don't really rap, mm-hmm. but they were like doing kind of funky rock music and they mm-hmm. were a black band. Mm-hmm. Um, they were actually produced, they actually like 311 used the same producer when they made this album. So like, it was obviously like, mm-hmm. it was clearly kind of like on their mind. Like he had also produced like some Bad Brains albums. Um mm-hmm. So it was kind of interesting to me, but I was I was thinking about this, um, like I saw the Roots and George Clinton play together one time in Lansing at like the Common Ground Festival, and just like the the overall vibe of that show, I feel like just like the musicality of it and like the the style of the bands, um, I don't know. I feel like Three Eleven could have maybe fit like in that show. Um, mm. I think I read that they toured with the Roots. Oh, did um, they? At one okay. point. Just in that, like, I, th- I have to believe that they're a really tight band. Like, they've been doing it for a long time. Like, they recorded this album live. Like, I feel like they're kind of like a band, even though we wouldn't think of them as, like, an indie band. Like, they came up and did their own thing for a long time before they got signed. Yeah. Um, and played a bunch you, of shows. And like, Do you know who they opened for in 1990? They're supposedly they what they consider as their first show. I don't. Fugazi. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. Which who is was probably who was probably playing like waiting room, and it all made sense. Mm-hmm. Like they were all just playing reggae rock, mm-hmm. cultural mm-hmm. appropriation yeah. masters. Fugazi. <laughs> See, and that I mean, I that's something that I thought of. I I, I thought you know this really is opening a can of yeah. worms because if we're talking about like specifically like 
reggae or or yeah. dance hall you know or dub like influenced music right. like then right that throws in fugazi that throws in the clash um it also i think importantly throws in a band like the specials mm, who yes, had almost too. like a you had almost like a utopian uh integration you know racial and and musical integration in their music and um, that complicates things a little yep. bit more. And getting away from reggae, like there's the Beastie Boys who were three white dudes who were playing punk rock um, and mm-hmm. then decided to play jazz and do hip hop. And uh, yeah, it, it's complicated. And, and we're listing off, I think, politically progressive, you know, liberal people in these bands and i want to think that you know they're doing it out of you know um inspiration and and respect and love for for the music that they you know for the for this kind of music but yeah i don't know it it it, it's complicated and i don't think i have uh an answer i i don't think i got like thinking about it and and researching i i didn't come to uh, a succinct answer like i was hoping to Mm-hmm. I think you guys have said pretty much everything I was going to say. Um, I guess, you know, I, the one thing you, you mentioned, uh, did third, third wave ska, you know, appropriate black music? I mean, I, I guess it probably did. And I think 311 probably did too. But like what Western popular music didn't? I mean, we're mm-hmm. going back to like Elvis and mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah of course rock and roll and Led jazz Zeppelin and blues and, and everything and, mm, yeah. everything so i mean like yeah. i'm not going to spend too much time like grieving over it like it is what it is mm-hmm. i've I, I think um you know there's so much so much opportunity to explore everything now that it's kind of leveled the playing field so much so that you know you can go back and kind of find uh find the inspirations for, for different things and have access to them for the first time. It sucks that they didn't have it the first time around. It didn't have an opportunity to be, it sucks that fishbone wasn't as successful as three eleven, you know, but, um, you know, there's, I don't know that there's much we can do about it now other than kind of like look and recognize, you know, some of those bands Mm -hmm. and, um, try to explore some of the influences and, and, and touchstones for those bands. Mm-hmm. I guess just the last thing we didn't, uh, you know, we, we already talked about the other singles uh, more or less. Um, we don't need to say anything more. Uh, Don't Stay Home was the first single from the album. It peaked at number 29 on the Modern Rock chart. Um, All Mixed Up was the third single from the album, and that peaked at number four on the Modern Rock chart and number 34 on the Mainstream chart. On that note, do we want to actually move on to talking about the charts? Yeah, let's go to the charts. Um, Let's see. Um... Number one on the uh, mainstream rock chart uh, continues to be Burden in My Hand by Soundgarden. Um, I am getting there with the song. I, I'm liking it more more and more. 
I thought that we had a new one. Is there... Does Rush not make it in this that week? That is the... Uh, oh, it does uh, at the end of the run of Down. Yep. yep. Okay. So the first... So September 14th through the 28th, um, it is Burden in My Hand. And then the last week of Down, which is October 5th, Test for Echo by Rush comes in. I want to know what Eric has to say about Test for Echo. That's Rush. You, were you around for it? Did you did, were you aware of it when it hit the radio? I should have listened to it to prep for this. Test wait. Test for Echo no, was the so, Rush song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I just mentioned that cuz I assumed, I don't know. I, I assumed that would have been something that you would have like been aware yeah, of. Yeah, I remember it vaguely. I don't I don't I wasn't like a big deal to me. I liked Rush fine. I played in a I played in a, like a whatever like high school kids trying to be in a band together band and this guy would try to make me play rush songs all the time and they were hard and like we didn't have anyone who could <laughs> sing them so it was not worth it and so i kind i kind of have like a little bit of a grudge against rush although i i love like some things like you know there's things that i love there's rush songs that i like a lot but um sure. test for echo i i can only kind of vaguely think of the chorus i don't i don't know i don't have any i don't have any strong feelings sorry yeah no that's fine i have strong feelings <laughs> you do <laughs> Are they positive? I think Test for Echo is the worst song we've discussed in any capacity on wow. this podcast. I didn't even listen. I meant to listen to it, and I, I didn't. I remember it fondly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. As I was saying, though, I'm getting there with Burden in my hand. I wasn't liking it initially, but I have actually been spending time with... Uh, uh, down on the upside and uh, have been enjoying it and uh, burden uh-huh. in my hand. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm getting there. It's nice. Yeah, I'm a big the fan. drummer. Oh God, the drumming is just so sick on the whole album. I can't get over it. Yeah. Uh, the number one. Um, on the is it the Hot 100? We're not calling it the Hot 100, are we? We usually just say okay, the, pop, the chart. pop chart. Uh, it continues to be Macarena, the Macarena. We don't yeah. need that. Eric, did you have any thoughts on the Macarena? Do you like Do you like that song? Do you like that dance? I mean, no, it's it's you know, if it's good if you're at a wedding, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember it. I remember it coming through, like you know, the wave of it happening. My my stepmother was a wedding photographer, and she came home one time. And was like, everyone did the Macarena, and it was it was so fun. And I was like, oh, okay, well, what is that? And then, and then it was like you couldn't get you couldn't get away from it, you know. But, that's yeah, all I, that's it, all I it was inescapable yeah. um, for so long. Um, I'm going to get started on the, uh, just looking back at the modern rock chart, other th- uh, songs yeah. that stick out. Um, I didn't have too much. Um, uh, I, the first one is I Was Wrong by Social Distortion at number 25, which I hated. Um, I listened to it and did not like it at all. Mm. Um, but really into the uh, album title, that uh, the song is on White Light, White Heat, White Trash. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like that album title. Um, the other, do you s- like other social distortion songs? Um, what's the like huge hit from the eighties? Is it Time of My Life or Time of Your Life? That's Green or, Day. Or, Mommy's no, Little what? Monster. That- <laughs> so there's one from like nineteen ninety. It's a story of my life. Story, it's story of my life. <laughs> I, I was fucking close. <laughs> 
The only other song worth the damn for me was Muzzle by the Smashing Pumpkins at number 39. Worth the damn that we maybe haven't already talked about extensively, which we have talked about that song. Yeah, Who You Are was only on the chart for one week, so I think we we might have stolen some of the fire from this episode. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The only thing that I really noticed was um, Soundtrack to Mary by Soul Coughing, which mm. I wasn't familiar with, but I listened to it and I liked it. Trevor, are you familiar with that one at all? Uh, much less so. That one's on um, Irresistible uh-huh. Bliss, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the one by Tracy Bonham's on on the charts. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Number 26. Uh, mm-hmm. Too Low. Should have been a number one. <laughs> what a song. I don't know about that, but... I d- Eric, anything stick out to you? Did did you get a yeah, chance to... Yeah, I mean, just what a tragedy that um, Ebo the Letter didn't sneak up one more spot, and we could have spent an hour talking about that song instead of uh, yeah. instead of Down. <laughs> I, would, I would rather talk about Down than Ebo the Letter. Really? I mean, I think oh. you all have done a, a good job talking about R.E.M., but you probably don't need... This has been a fun thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was like the first album that came out that I knew I had a favorite band... Um, and they had a new song, and it was really good. Like that's the first time I think I ever experienced that. Yeah, it was, uh-huh. it was great. Yeah. It was just like, it was it was great. Eric, in retrospect, it would have been super fun to have ha- been able to have you on one of the REM episodes for sure. That would have been epic, as the kids say. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe when you guys do them all again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're, we're, the number yes. twos. <laughs> we're talking about doing the number twos next. <laughs> Yep. To to me all your thoughts on pod is our next podcast. Um well, I can't remember what our third one was. Was it just tell me all your threes on pod? Because then of course we get to tell me all your thoughts on quad. Um, my my only other call out was um I looked up the Sebado song because I don't know Sebado songs by name. I enjoy that mm-hmm. band from from a distance, but I don't really know them well. And uh, it's a cool song. It's a song that I didn't know that I knew. Um, the video was funny, and um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I kind of couldn't help but think like, imagine being Lou Barlow, and and seeing like Down be the number one song on the <laughs> modern rock chart. Um, <laughs> That's it. And, and, <laughs> yeah, that is, that is a great and song. And him being on the charts, I mean, right, right. multiple times with like yeah. multiple other projects. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm, sure they cro- I'm sure they crossed paths. Like I said, like, you know, 311 is kind of an interesting, like they're not, I mean, I, you wouldn't think of them as an indie band or whatever, but like they yeah. did the circuit for a while before they, before they made it. Like, I'm sure they played, I don't know. They probably played with Sebado somewhere, somewhere. Like, yeah. Well, and we never even touched on the fact that they were originally from Omaha, Nebraska. Right. Saddle Creek, Saddle Creek town. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. They helped start the label. They gave Connor Oberst like a, 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 right. a, a loan. Right. Yes. With that, that sick down money. Yeah. Well, do we want to rate, rate this hunk of, hunk of trash? Yeah. <laughs> I'll start. Um, I give it 2.5 dreams of juice. For sure. Two and a half. I can't believe we didn't talk about this song title, but I give this 2.5 Jack-O-Lanterns yes. Weathers. <laughs> yes. I'm surprised we didn't talk about it either. Yeah. Oh, you um, said two and a half, 2.5? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I give this song 311 zeros, <laughs> which equals zero. <laughs> That's a first, isn't it? I think so. 
I think it's the first. I may have given uh, oh. the song f- that we hated from uh, number four from SDP. Oh, No Way Out. I may have given yeah, that Yeah, you might have given No Way Out as your oath. That's true. I feel generous. I'm going to give it three chills. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, I think it uh, does not make the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I don't think it makes the stall of blame. No, I don't think so. Do do we say two and under or under two? Two two and two and under. Well, you said Eric, you said three. I did. Did I keep it out? Dude, we got a we got a stall of blamer here. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> with the with the two with an exact two. All right. I can I can deal with it. I can be part of this. Me too. Thanks, Eric. Chris. You're part of history. This is our I think our first <laughs> No, it's not our our first official because with zombie, right? This in glycerine. No, zombie okay. stayed glycerine. out. It's glycerine. Glycerine, glycerine was, uh, is the one. Yeah. 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 I'm not sorry. Right. I'm not sorry. I torpedoed. It's totally no, fine. I'm, I'm cool with it. It's totally cool fine. It. Um cool. Well, all right. Al, do you want to take I'll us do out? the closing bit? Nirva- sure. Did I say if it's a Nirvana wannabe? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it a Nirvana wannabe? <laughs> no, it's, a anti- Thanks, it's like the anti-Nirvana. Like, it's like... Yeah. It's... Yeah. I don't know. I read, a, I read a Psychology Today interview with Nick Hexum in prep for this from 2018. I don't know what he was promoting at the time. But psychology, the, the whole article, like the lead-in was like, I really love this writer went on and on about how great their cover of Love Song by The Cure was. Oh, dear. <laughs> because it put a hopeful twist on it. Um, no, but I think, so the, the the gist of the article that I remember was like Nick Hexum had gone to California and kind of failed. And I think he was into some stuff and he like got, you know, cleaned up and came back to Omaha and started this band or whatever. Um, but there was a quote, uh, me and Peanut used to say, making teenagers depressed, that's like shooting fish in a barrel. That's not that hard. So I, I think, you know, obviously their their take was like, you know, I know that Trav said he didn't pick up on the joy of the band, but I think like mm. some of that attitude and stuff is supposed to be like a like a swagger of like positivity, like they're all about good yeah. vibes, right? Like Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. Thanks, Eric. Thank thanks for for joining us tonight and uh thanks for, for your insight and, and your takes. This has been really fun, really, really nice to to hear from another person. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Eric. Mr. 311 himself. Mr. 311 (laughs) When you think of Eric, think of 311. I can't can't wait (laughs) to argue with myself on the Facebook page. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell me all your thoughts on Pod as part of the Off Shelf family. Head to offshelf.net to sign up for their monthly zine and check out our sibling podcast, Best Song Ever. The best, most fun way for us to communicate with all of you is via our Facebook group, Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. However, we still love receiving your emails at thoughtsonpod at gmail.com. I think I maybe haven't checked that in the last five or six weeks, so maybe uh, we should get on that. Uh, You can listen along with our playlist on Spotify, Apple Music, or watch along on YouTube. Next week, don't let them inside your body. It's eels. You don't want them sneaking into any of your orifices. It's uh, Their song is called Novocaine for the Soul. And we'll talk about it next week. Bye. 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 Bye.